Hello and welcome to Sleeper 2022, a series of conversations with the major players in the world of hospitality experience and design. Today, I'm delighted to introduce Arno Zania, fashion entrepreneur turned hotelier. From Ajev in the French Alps, where he launched the group with Zania Hotels Le Chalet in 2011, five other hotels have followed in destinations as far-flung as Namibia in Southern Africa to Cambodia and Vietnam in Asia. Five properties, but only 150 keys. This is boutique, but Zania Hotels is growing, as Arno will explain. The brand popped up on our radar with shortlistings for numerous categories at our head awards. Those shortlistings turned into trophies. And it's quite a roll call. In 2016, Zania Hotels picked up no less than four trophies for Pumbai Tang in Cambodia. Wins in the bar, resort and spa categories, plus Hotel of the Year. At Ahead Europe in 2018, it was the conversion award for the 1898 The Post Ghent in Belgium. Amanda, the conservation camp just outside of Windhoek, picked up the award for guest rooms in our Middle East and Africa awards in 2019. Keeping the momentum going in 2020 was the award for visual identity for Xenia Hotels Sonop, also Namibia. And in 2021, it was guest rooms again for Xenia Hotels Bai San Ho in Vietnam. And it will be Vietnam where Arno will join us as our keynote speaker at Sleeper Sessions in Da Nang in February next year. Sessions is Sleeper Magazine's meetings forum where specifiers meet with suppliers of Hotel FF&E. There is a lot more besides with a sustenance program offering activities for mental and physical well-being, plus a symposium of talks with a difference, led by Arno. Today we will discuss his experiences of hospitality creation in Asia and beyond, and also his passion and vision, ideas around simplicity and collaboration, and his plans for the future. I'm Guy Dietrich, editor-at-large of Sleeper Magazine, and this is the Sleeper 2022 podcast series. Good morning, Arno, uh, and thank you very much indeed for joining us. Yes, good morning. I, um, I wanted to start first by, uh, you know, uh, thank you and uh, thanks the team of uh, Sleeper Magazine because uh, you've been following Zen Hotel for many years uh, since the opening of our second hotel in Cambodia, uh, where we received many awards, where we we were surprised and uh, and uh, you know, uh, of course, it was very pleasant because it was on, only the second project, uh, and especially the first project on the international scene and receiving so many uh, awards uh, from a prestigious magazine like yours was uh, great for us. Well, we're, we're so happy to have people like you out there who are doing uh, the sort of work that we can celebrate. Uh, and I'm very lucky to have been to Pumbai Tang. Uh, and my wife was reminding me last night about how calm it was and how it calmed our daughter down. This is An- Angkor Wat in, uh, in, in Cambodia. It's a kind of busy little place, uh, Siem Reap. Uh, and there's the calmness when we go into the, the whole sort of rice paddy uh, experience, had a beautiful meal and a big storm came through. It was uh, quite a, a memorable um experience for all of us so thank you thank you for creating it yeah i think Pumbatang is probably uh, as you mentioned i think the, the the serenity on this property is quite unique and i think we've been lucky being able to create something uh like out of out of this world in terms of the location compared to the busyness of uh so uh it's something that people really appreciate so Arno, you come from a fashion background and established uh, two, two fashion labels, um, both very successful. What drove you, however, to, to move towards the hospitality uh, arena? Um, in fact, I was, you know, always been very uh, interested into, um, 
a way of living, you know, nice things, architecture, arts, good food, good wine. Um, and, uh, and I think I've been raised in a family where um, receiving a lot of guests, friends, family, uh, every weekend in, in a big family house was part of my education. Um, and uh, we always enjoy that in the family. And, and I feel that um, being able to receive friends and family in, in the best way and, and, and also make them discover, you know, nice meals, nice wine and, and, and different things is, is always been part of my education. So I always love that. And, um, and, um, after a few years, uh, of, uh, working on this, um, shoe brand that I created with a friend many, many years ago now, uh, more than 20 years ago, um, I had this opportunity to uh, express myself on on the hospitality world when my father one day said, mm, uh, you know, would like you to come back because I created my brand outside the family business. And um, and he asked me to come back in the family uh, business. And I said, fine, but I would prefer to create and bring something new to the family than just continue something that you've done. Um, so he gave me the opportunity to express myself and uh, six months later we found this opportunity in Mejev, um where there were this Michelin star restaurant from Marc Vera, very well known at the time um, and it was for sale and uh, we could extend the buildings and you know, buy the parcel just next to the restaurant and then extend uh, and adding a few rooms. So we said, okay, let's do it. Uh, of course, at the time, I had no clue about hospitality, what are the um, uh, key elements to make an hotel successful. But, um, you know, I've I always been working out of passion uh, in all my projects, and I think it's probably the best um, way to succeed. Uh, and it's the best element and, and crucial element to, to have in order to be an entrepreneur, I think. Well, we always look. We always look at uh, the hotel uh, design element and also the experience. And clearly, uh, you, I'm sure you were traveling an awful lot in your in your job, uh, your two entrepreneurial uh, ventures, um, which gave you a lot of that uh, uh, experience to perhaps not um, know how to run a hotel, but certainly know what you want out of a hotel. What what what, what do you what do you see are the, are the sort of key elements uh, that you're looking to provide for your guest experience? I think it's, it's trying to bring some discovery within your, um, within your town because what you want is that, especially when you're on the high-end market, most of your guests have been traveling a lot, they've been experiencing many, many places, and the best way uh, for them to go back home and, and remember the experience with you as an interior is that they will have discovered something, they will have enjoyed something special or live a very special moment with their friends or family. And uh, it's not something so easy to achieve because, like, as I said, in the, you know, in the luxury market, most of those guests have traveled a lot and, and, and have already seen a lot. So it's always difficult to make them in something special. But most of the time, and, and this is why I think when we started uh, on this hospitality project in 2008 and nine. A lot of the hoteliers at the time were trying to compete by doing things more sensational, more big, you know, always go bigger and, 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 and bolder. Whereas 
think, and, and that was my edge, I think, at the time, was like, let's go back to the essential. Let's try to do the essential right. Let's go back to simple things and, 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 and create moments that are honest, true, um, made with people um, with passion um, about their work. Um, so, in fact, we, we went back to something far more simple than what the luxury market was offering at the time in 2008, 9, 10, where we were at the, I would say, the peak of the bling-bling time. Um, and, uh, and we went like, let's go back to a more simple uh, hospitality. And I think we, in a way, created our own niche on the market. Yeah, there's a nice sort of element, certainly an element of less is more uh, in your in the, exactly. in the product you deliver. Um, but but there's an awful lot in, in in that goes into those projects. And and let's let's just dwell maybe a little bit on that idea of um, how design influences that vision for simplicity, or, or maybe in fact it's the vision in the first place that uh, de- that determines the design that the outcome. Exactly, uh, because of this um, objective or, or of going back to the essentials. It, it, of course, influenced the design, the concept of hotels, trying to be really inspired by the local culture, by everything that we felt right or nice or beautiful or interesting, that we have to integrate it into our concept. So in a way, we've created every place is to be unique, even if it's the same brand. And if you can find... Um, you know, uh, commons values and DNA through our properties, we can say that our guests traveling from Namibia to Asia or Le Chalet will have a totally different experience because they are fed from what we found around those properties, around those buildings or the the, the, the locations. Um, in terms of culture, in terms of art and craft, in terms of the people working in the property. So it makes all those elements together will create something unique. Super. Um, that that design process. How how involved are you in that design process? You're an entrepreneur. Uh, that doesn't mean to say you're an architect and interior designer that you know about furnishings, about lighting. How involved do you become in, in the in the in the process? Um, in fact, design was probably my main. Um, not the main focus, but probably the main motivation to get into hospitality. I always loved architecture, interior design. Um, and when I started, um, I when I was traveling, I never found really hotels, places where I felt right to me as, as a guest. Um, and I really wanted to create something that what was the ideal hotel and interior of an hotel um, for, for, for me and my family. And, and when I had this opportunity to express myself, of course, I did, uh, I'm, I'm more than involved in design because 80% of my work within the company is about creating the concept, working on the design with the design team. Of course, I've got interior designers, I've got architects in my team, and I don't do it myself. That's something that I regret. Eh? Now that uh, I'm so involved in this industry, I would have loved to uh, go to an architect school when I was younger because it would have been very, very useful to me. But I've 
learned through the years, uh, you know, in contact with 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 the team, working with also uh, architect from on different projects like Pumba Tang. We work with AW2, which is quite well established in this industry. Uh, for Bison, we worked also with Ko Design, which is you know very cool guys from Paris. So I'm trying to learn from them, uh, but of course always bringing my personal touch because um, I've got my, really I'm very specific and I've got my own feeling and and vision, and uh, uh, it's it's sometimes quite difficult for those big architects to work with us. Because I'm so specific and I know what I want and what I don't want. And I don't make any concession. That's that's the thing. But anyway, the result is there. Our guests, I think, like and appreciate what we do in terms of uh, concept and, and in architecture and interior design. So I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Why not stick to your vision and your and your, your philosophies, your ideas? Um, this is interesting, though, because you are owner, developer and operator. Um, which which gives you many hats to wear, many angles to to think about. Um, which of those do you find the, the, the most challenging, and, and perhaps which do you find the most rewarding? Um, I think it's funny because uh, for me they all go hand in hand, and um, it's uh, I think I've built some skills by being able to work from day one and for the past five hotels as the developer the owner and the operator, it makes you stronger because you understand um, the potential issues for each of those three different um, responsibilities. And, and I see that today that we are working, for example, also for other investors because we are, you know, we've signed a couple of management contract now so we are building hotels for other investors and we can see that this, this experience that I've built over the years um, is very fruitful because I'm not trying to design the most beautiful hotel, whatever the cost is. I'm always trying to align all the objectives of the operator, make sure the hotel is well, you know, think uh, and, and um, you know design in order to operate and optimize the operations I always try to optimize the investment make sure that we get the most out of the investment we're going to do because it's family money but I do the same when I'm working now with uh, other investors because it's you know it's part of what we do and I've been doing it for 10 years so I'm not going to change that um, so it's um I can't say that there's one more challenging than the other. I think it's the, the challenge part is to be able to understand those three elements and to align the objectives of all three. That is the most challenging part. And it's it, but it's interesting. You come from this 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 uh, this family that has a lot did a lot of entertaining and things. Uh, I'm, I was wondering whether perhaps you know because of that, what you really like to do is host the dinners and, and entertain and, and welcome the guests and all those sort of things. And the others, the other two elements, if you like, being the operator and the owner. I uh, sorry, the owner and the developer were just a, a means to the, an end of 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 being the host. No, because it, because all three elements need to be aligned to be a success. Because at the end of the day, what you want is your guests to be satisfied, the owner to make money. Um, and you can't, you know, one without the other one, there's no future. You know, if the hotel is not making money, then you're not going to build a second one and a third one. And, uh, you know, the guests can have a great experience, but he won't be able to have another experience from your brand in another side of the world. So 
it's it's important to um, like I said to to align all three objectives. Um, so of course, depending on the region where you're gonna create a concept, then the challenges are different. Um, um, sometimes some part of the world it could be more the operations because you need human resources who understand your philosophy and are able to express it through their work. Uh, some other countries, it's going to be more the construction because you don't have or you can't find the skills that you need in order to create the place you want with the details you want. Which, which leads me nicely to, to, to this question of starting out sort of relatively modestly um, uh, in, in Megev, which is not far from where you were born in Lyon. Um, yeah. It's a language you understand, of course. So you really, you know, that I guess was a, quite a, a nice, gentle step into it. But then a few years later, you're, you're in Cambodia. I mean, this is making life very difficult for yourself. How and why, does, how, how do you make that massive leap of faith? Um, we always went through the development went through opportunities. So um, when we started in Mejev, it was because it was close to home, easier, a country we understand, politics that we understand, you know, rules that we understand. Um, so that was an uh, obvious one. But of course, we also had challenges because it's, you know, in a village, in a village is always difficult because you've got local communities, you've got local families, you've got local politicians that are not so easy to deal with, uh, especially in permit and license. I had to wait nearly two and a half years. Um, and we really had to make some pressure because it was not moving on at all. And uh, so we had some challenges, even if it's on our own, you know, land, <laughs> ground, I would say. Um, then, um, after Mejev, we decided to go international because we wanted to test our concept and philosophy on you know, the international market because Mejev is very local, especially at the time. It was only local family involved in the hospitality world. Four season was not there yet. Um, now, the, 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 of course, the landscape has changed a bit, but at the time, it was like this. So we had some lands in Cambodia um, because my firm was going in, in, in Asia and in Cambodia especially for many years because we had a foundation where we were you know, raising funds um, and build orphanage houses. Um, so through the trips that it was going there, decided to make some investment in lands, bought some lands. And when I decided for the family to start this hospitality business, I said, you know, sh should I have a look in the portfolio? Maybe we can develop something there. Went there, look at the properties, and there were beautiful land just outside the center, city center of Siem Reap. And I said, I mean, okay, it's, a, it's a beautiful location, isn't it? You've got this uh, the, the really busy city, uh, small, uh, I guess, just basically only there for Angkor Wat in a way. But then within within minutes, you're in the sanctuary of, of, of green and lush and calmness, as I, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you can see, but it's not, but that's also a challenge. But I see already there you have some experience, you're building orphanages, you're probably very open, you know, welcomed with open arms. Uh, now you've been building a hotel. Well, maybe there's a few other issues, but also you're bringing uh, um, uh, and something to the economy, the local economy, employment and uh, construction people, yeah, workers sure. and, and all those sorts of things. So, again, um, maybe a relatively gentle uh, move. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's more challenging to build an hotel every two years on a different continent and different part of the world because you have to build your network. You have to understand the rules and means and... Um, 
but it also makes it or I mean our job more interesting. I mean, I think the team working with me for 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 many years now um, are happy because every time is a new challenge. We start from a blank piece of paper for every project. Um, and how, exactly. So, and how how did you get into N- Namibia? I mean, Namibia is now a world away. I mean, it could be more different from from CM Reap with with the, the, the jungle on your doorstep. When I opened Pumbatang. One of my first guests was the Jolie P family, and uh, they stayed with us for five months and uh, had a chance to. Um, so this is Ang- Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the okay. Jolie Pitt family at the time it was still Jolie Pitt family. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I had um, many occasions to uh, have a drink and discuss um, with Angelina, especially about the future of uh, Zen Hotels, because she really loved uh, what we did in Pumbatang. So from there, she uh, mentioned that. Um, I should visit Namibia because it's a beautiful country. It's a country she loved. She's got a good friend there. So she pushed me to travel to Namibia and, and meet with these friends and, uh, and discover the country. And I did a couple of months later. And uh, I really loved uh, what I've discovered there. It's uh, such an amazing country in terms of landscape. So this is how we end up in Namibia. And then we decided to go further and open a second lodge. We wanted to go even for a third one, but then COVID came in. So different challenges. So we put it on standby, but maybe one day we'll uh, we'll have a third one. Uh, I mean, they look fant- absolutely fantastic, uh, both those properties in Namibia. Um, and yes, you, the, the next thing was uh, 73, I think 73 villas you've got in the Bai San Ho uh, in Vietnam. Um, mm-hmm. So again, this is slightly sort of uh, amping up the... the, the uh, the scale, the size of, of what you're doing. Um, yeah. Hopefully you'll tell us a, a lot more about the, the challenges and things that you faced in Vietnam, but perhaps you can give us a few sort of tastes of the, the sorts of things you might um, be explaining to our audience at uh, Sleeper Sessions uh, next February in, in Da Nang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, Vietnam, um, the problem, the main problem was the um, the administration. It's, uh, you know, in communism, French people, so in terms of administration, it's probably one of the strictest in the world. Um, and uh, getting your license right is really, uh, you know, a challenge. Um, we had, you know, a, a team um, of lawyers and, and people specialized for nearly five years in order to get everything right in terms of license and everything. So it's a, it, it, that was the biggest challenge in, in Vietnam. In terms of construction, I mean, you know, it's it's a fast-growing country, so we found the right companies, and and they went quite fast. When we could start to build um, in less than two years, eighteen months, for such a big resort because it's one hundred hectares, so it's uh, it's quite large, and it's very mountainous. Isn't it? You've got a big sort of mountain section. Yeah, we've got a lot of hills and, and everything. But a kilometre-long beach as well, so so you, it's a lot going on there. Very um, steep-sided, so I can imagine moving things around and probably have to build roads and all sorts of stuff. Well, it's quite a big project um, uh, because, of course, very isolated. Uh, we're in the region where infrastructure is not super developed yet. Uh, it's coming slowly, um, but uh, yeah. The architectural approaches you you used in in Cambodia were very much based on uh, Khmer. Uh, uh, architectural vernacular, um, and also there in in, uh, in Vietnam, the, this, this fantastic restaurant with a very very high steeped uh, uh, pitched roof. Um, yeah. Tell tell us a bit about how all that works. Yeah. First of all, I mean the, the concept comes from you know trying to um, preserve uh, ancient architecture and and um, you know the the, the 
the values of the country, the, the construction methods uh, that you can find that we found um, you know, beautiful, interesting. So we wanted to bring that within the resort. So that's why the different room types are you know, inspired by different regions and different type of architecture, you know, the hill villa, the beach villa. And of course, you mentioned this restaurant, which is quite unique with this very steep roof that goes up to um, nearly, I don't know, 12, 14 uh, meters high. So it's, uh, it's, it's very beautiful and makes the experience of this restaurant unique because we wanted to create a very traditional Vietnamese restaurant on the resort uh, where we wanted to bring, you know, like, uh, you know, grandmothers to bring the old recipe and, and make a discovery of the different region of, of Vietnam in terms of culinary uh, experiences. So we felt that this architecture was so beautiful and unique that um, we've created the restaurant within this um, within this building. Of and course, it, and it, it looks slightly isolated as well. You've got this fantastic structure in the middle of sort of a green field yeah. of grass or whatever. We've got yeah, we've got um, you know like uh, twenty hectares of paddy field in France, so it's beautiful. Uh, lack in Cambodia, paddy field that we. You know, we work that we harvest and and, and we use the rice in our kitchen, and, um, and we've got a beautiful vegetable garden also around this restaurant um, because we we want, like I said initially, my my concept from day one, two thousand seven and eight, is go back to the essential, go back to simple things. You know, I was uh, being uh, let's say lucky to have grandparents, and I had beautiful memories from grandparents working the vegetable garden, you know, the smell of, uh, of uh, the fresh coffee in the kitchen in the morning, you know, cracking uh, doors and all those feelings that good feelings when you're a kid, uh, because it's all enjoyable moment and, and trying to re-express uh, that within the hotel environment for me, help us to create those unique moments uh, to our guests. Um, and uh, this is what we are trying to do. Um, of course, different part of the world, different cultures, but we are trying to bring those more basics element uh, within the experience of hotels. And I hope what it makes quite unique. Um, yeah, I think memory creation is uh, something you guys have, uh, have really nailed. Um, let, let's just uh, talk in the last few minutes, if we may, about um, uh, the, the, the future. Um, we were planning to do this uh, this podcast a, a little while ago, but um, you were a bit too busy. You, you were opening or, or doing something with uh, in Menorca uh, with Nona Bazaar. Tell us a little bit about yeah. what you're doing in Menorca, Menorca perhaps, uh, and, and where you're going, what sort of the, the future developments are for Xenia Hotels. Okay. So Zenia Hotel, we started with uh, the hotel development, of course. And, um, you know, but by developing hotels, you develop different skills, such as F&B as well. F&B always been at the heart of, of Zenia Hotels. So we felt that we could start to develop, um, you know, a concept, uh, F&B, pure F&B concept outside the hotel as, um, world. And... Um, we had this uh, beautiful opportunity in, in, in Menorca because Menorca is uh, also an old project of ours uh, that we found nearly 10 years ago now, where we acquired uh, more than 2,000 hectares of land and uh, three different farming estates. Uh, so that was a, a really you know, unique opportunity. But in the same time, 
it's very challenging because Menorca is probably one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult part of the world to get licenses, uh, permit to build. So anyway, we've been working on, on uh, uh, redeveloping those estates. So the farming is at the heart of those um, activities in Menorca. And in one of the farm, I've discovered that we had a, a restaurant license uh, that were attached to this building for more than 25 years. And we said, oh, mm, let's do something. While we're waiting for the permit for the hotel, why don't we develop a you know, concept of uh, a festive restaurant in Menorca this summer 2022 after COVID, of course. We were thinking to do it a bit earlier, but COVID delayed it again. I love it. Just totally opportunistic. Oh, we found a license. Well, let's just do it while we can. Yeah, of course. It's a beautiful building. We're not using this building for the farming because we're using, you know, other buildings around. Um, the estate is, is well positioned, close to the city of Ciutadella. Uh, beautiful building. We like to create, you know, new concepts. So uh, it's part of our DNA. So we created Nona Bazaar. And Nona Bazaar, again, it's, like I was saying, it's probably coming back from my memories when I was a kid because Nonna is the grandmother in Italian. And, and, and I think uh, I probably had really good moments with my grandparents and, and offered me a lot of good memories of simple things in life. And I wanted to integrate that with this F&B restaurant and this F&B concept. But you're going to do more, more, more with that, I imagine. I mean, you've got a lot of land there. Is now that we got the concept right, um, we would like to um, uh, sell the concept to other investors or, or, or create other uh, Nona Bazaar in different places in the world. We already have one in the pipeline, but uh, we're going to be looking uh, to expand also this brand because we feel that you know Mediterranean uh, kitchen is probably one of the best in the world, one of the most enjoyable for summer. Um, so we would like to continue to develop this concept. Although I have a very strong uh, soft spot for uh, for Southeast Asian food, just love it. So uh, yeah. uh, you, you've got me you got me covered on all bases. Uh, Anna, thank you. If you if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's not really work for me. It's my life. It's 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 the same. You know, it's uh, the my my personal life and my work is like one. Um, and I'm lucky to have that. You're a lucky, you're a lucky man. Uh, Anna Zania, thank you very much indeed for your, your time today. Uh, lots of passion there. Uh, I love this idea about uh, focusing on the essentials and the simple things in life. Um, if anybody needs any help with licenses and permits, uh, almost anywhere in the world, it sounds, uh, you might be able to give them a few tips. Um, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us today. Thank you. And uh, see you in Danang. Perfect. Thanks, Arno. Many thanks there to Arno Zania, the entrepreneur behind Zania Hotels, for joining us for this episode of the Sleeper 2022 podcast series. Post-production is by James Green at Green Podcast Productions, with promotion by Eleanor Howard. I'm Guy Dietrich. Thank you very much for listening.